Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i'm your host blake rafino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well a little bit of a weird week we'll be going live we're going live here at 6 p.m as lsu basketball tips off in about an hour so the matt mcmahon era is underway maybe we should have gone live at seven i don't know i don't know who knows but the Matt McMahon era is underway, so we'll be watching that in his first game debut, looking for the win. I don't really know what to expect this season. I, I really, you know, just be competitive. How about that? <laughs> Let's just be competitive. I think that they will be. Matt McMahon's not a big speaker. Uh, I think they'll be a, be a reasonably competitive team. We'll see. But this isn't, you know, look, I can't. We'll talk a little bit basketball. I might mention, we might talk a little bit about the expectations of LSU basketball, but man, it's football season, guys. Come on. Come on. Like, we don't have to, I mean, I, I'm just not talking major basketball in November. We'll say that Ken Mulkey did get the number one recruiting class in the country today, officially. Shout out to Coach Ken Mulkey as she continues to just absolutely kill it in what she's doing on the court. We'll mention that as well. Lady Tiger's going to be really good, guys. They're going to be really, really, really stinking good. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, Olivia Dunn, I don't know if you guys saw this today, but LSU Gymnastics uh, superstar, megastar, Olivia Dunn, who's absolutely just crushing it in NIL, is coming under attack from Stanford basketball, I think it's either head coach or assistant head coach, Tara Van, De- Van-, Van Derver, Van Dever, however you say her last name, because apparently it's bad for women to make money. 
it sets women's athletics back because Olivia Dunn makes more money than her. Hey, Tara, get a comb. You want to take shots at an athlete that's not on your own team or not even in your own sport. Let wait, Just wait till somebody fires back. We'll fire back tonight here on the Rafino's Rants. I'm not going to allow somebody as Rudy Pooh as someone named Tara to come after somebody who's making money at their own name, image, and likeness. Tara, newsflash, you've made over $2 million in your career. Don't see you bitching and moaning. Don't come after someone who's 22 years or younger and say that they're making more money than you, and that's why, oh, okay, it's bad for women's athletics. No, it's not. More exposure makes women's athletics better. And don't say, oh, well, Blake can't talk about it because he's not a woman. Stop that. We're not going to get political, but if you attack someone who's indefensible to some degree, guys, Olivia Dunn can't go in here and, and make a statement. So apparently this lady, Tara Vendurver, says it's bad that she makes $2 million a year from sponsorship money. We'll fire off here tonight. Ty Richardson joins us at 630, the absolute ESPN legend, baby. That's how Richardson joins us from Hoggy Land. Is it Hoggy Land? Or, 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 you know, he joins us from Arkansas. We talk LSU and we talk uh, Arkansas this week. Is KJ Jefferson out? Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. But you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. We'll talk about that with him. We'll talk about it as well. I'll give us a preview of some of uh, my early uh, keys to victory. Last week, we gave four. We were 4-0. Shout out to the AYS team. Four keys to victory. that LSU capitalized on all of them. So uh, it makes me feel good that we were right. <laughs> Wouldn't it make you feel good? It makes me feel good. We'll go there around the SEC week 11. We'll spend a lot of uh, when we talk around the SEC later tonight, uh, Ole Miss and Alabama. Guys, that's going to be the – obviously, we talked a lot of LSU-Arkansas this week. The next week's game that we have to talk about, obviously, is going to be Ole Miss and Alabama. I hate to say it like this, but I don't really care about the resume at this point because if LSU does what they have to do and they win out, they're going to get in the playoff. A resume is not going to stop that if Tennessee's still lingering out there. That's not going to stop anything. You need, in my personal opinion, to clinch the SEC West, forget all the resume building and all that stuff. We need Alabama, believe it or not, to take down Ole Miss. I'll give you the reasons why here uh, here tonight. And uh, I didn't get to this last night, but Dennis Allen on the hot seat. Pooh Bear, do not let me forget. Before I end the show, do not let me stop me if you have to. Let, I got to talk about Dennis Allen. Guys, I think we need to pull the plug. I'm being, I'm being honest. I'm, be, I'm, I'm being holistically honest. Um, people get mad when I talk to Saints, but nevertheless, I'm going to do it anyway because it's my show and I can do what I want. All right, let's get to a couple comments before we get started. Derek Eason says, Tara is a dude anyway. I don't know about that. Uh, Penn Jones says, Tara just pissed because Olivia makes more money 
or makes more and is better looking. Maybe, maybe. But look, the bottom line, the bottom line for me is this, okay? Like, I don't really care. Like, I really don't care that it's Olivia Dunn. I really don't care that it's Tara Van Dever, or I'm just going to call the Stanford coach. I don't even know how to say her last name. Van Derver, however you say it. Like, I, I really don't care that they're women. I don't, I don't care. What I care about is a head coach of a program that's won a national title or has been, uh, what's, what's the word that you would say here? Has been um, highly competitive is attacking someone who then can't respond when she's asked a question. Like, I, I, I thought we were past this NIL thing. So this whole thing with Olivia Dunn and, and you saying it's bad for women's athletics, I would love to know the just the, – because she gave some Rudy Poo-ass uh, justification as to why it's bad. There's no way on God's green planet that you can say that NIL is bad for Olivia Dunn now that you're living in this world. Hey, by the way, remember when everybody was freaking out about recruiting at Texas A&M? How's that going? Oh, Blake, my titty nipples hurt. A&M's recruiting really well. I really don't care anymore because it's not working. Who would have thunk it? Wins and losses actually matter. Huh. All the money in the world don't fix problems. I promise you that. All right. couple more. Uh, Andrew Paul's Hub Martin says, NYT ran a hit piece on Libby. It's trash journalism, the New York Times is what he's referring to. And Paul's Hub, send that to me. Uh, Dane Bergeron says, AYS Sports, you damn right. LSU is a football school, always was, and always will be. Well, I mean, in the 90s, I think you could say it was a baseball school. You know, oh, oh well, I see this because Pooh Bear brought this up. Is LSU a football school again? They've never stopped being really Pooh. I mean, stop that. Pooh Bear, quit it. Stop. Stop it. Uh, Robbie Robeek says, Arkansas this week really has me nervous. Why am I more nervous about Arkansas than I was for Bama? Probably, Robbie, because you're now there's there's a lot more tying into this game, right? Like, there's so many, so much more that that's on the line here. And because Les Miles and Ed Orsron had you a little bit fooled, I'll tell you why that game's going to get a little bit easier um, if one thing plays out. Uh, Cody McGee says, Kim Mulkey has the number one recruiting class. It's true. Massive for her. Massive for her. Uh, Pooh Bear says, people can't read sarcasm. Or you're bad at it. <laughs> see the sarcasm? Did you see the sarcasm there? Um... Uh, Our buddy Ty Richardson, he just sent me a text. I thought he was he thought something just happened, so I was just making sure. But yes, Ty, if you're listening, yes. Uh David says if the Tigers play with full focus, we should bring the boot back home. What's funny, we'll talk about this right out of the break. Brian Kelly in the SC Media uh uh media conference today said that the guys like really have been talking about it and they want to bring it back, which is a little bit interesting because it, quite honestly, LSU hasn't seen this as a rivalry game in quite some time. If that's what they want, if, they, if they're if they really wanting to go get it, makes me feel a lot better about this game and their focus. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, last one, then we'll, we'll get rolling. 
Uh, Jamal on Facebook says, Arkansas is dangerous. Watch out, LSU. I'll tell you why I don't think they're as dangerous as some of you may believe. Um, but we'll get Ty Richardson's thoughts on it as well. Just the thoughts I'm hearing and or thoughts I'm getting from uh, Sam Pittman. So we'll see. All right, let's do this. You know what time it is. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Look, so many of you are listening to us live right now and listen to us back or listen back to us after we're live on Facebook. Do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like button, hit the share, share to all of those Facebook groups. If you're listening to us, share to your own social media pages as well. If you're listening to us on TuneIn Tune in Radio, XM Radio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. And if you're listening to us uh, on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell as well. We greatly, greatly appreciate all of you doing that for us here today. But you know what time it is. Let's get this thing rolling. Before we do that, got to talk about our good friends over at Synergy Resources. Synergy, R-E-S-L-L-C.net for all your piping, hose, and, and, and really just anything that you need in that world. They do it all. Give our good buddies Tully a call over at Synergy Resources or just go to Synergy, R-E-S-L-L-C.net and let them know that Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. All right. You know, you know what time it is. Bro, we gotta talk about Bet Online. Yeah, guys, we do. Y'all getting y'all been on me today about better, you know, Blake, stop running the ads. Well, guys, I gotta get paid around this sucker. Come on now. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. We return in one minute. You're not gonna want to miss this Rafino's rants or why I believe LSU maybe is a little bit more focused than you think. Next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafina. Sit you on by. All right, you got Kent Krim M on YouTube in here screaming in the in the chat. He said, I said after Tennessee loss, all we had to do is win the West. Here we go, two games left. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. That is all we got to do. Tracy says, I have faith that BK will keep this team focused. I do as well. 
King Ulysses, our good buddy, says, you know what's going to happen. LSU is going to go to Arkansas like it's a family cookout and fixing to tear up some of them baby back ribs. I think they like the pork roast because they like to start clapping. You ever just clap the good thing of meat when you're cooking it? (laughs) Ever just smack it? Good girl. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Crying Belly says, I hope Blake rips a new one into Dennis Allen and not Pete Carmichael. How TF do you play Jameis when hurt, but now that he's healthy, you refuse to play him? That makes me pissed. It's funny because, you you know, it's crazy. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but he also says, can't believe y'all are mad about ads. Yeah, it's, it's really so wild, man. Like, we got to pay bills around this. All right, let's do this Rafino's Ranch really quickly. We're not going to stay long on it. We got to talk a lot about LSU and Arkansas. Let me just say this. The, the pieces is out there. Uh, Andrew Paul Sub Martin sent it in here. Paul Sub, if you want to send the link inside the chat, you can. It, it's all over the place. I'm just going to make my really quick piece on this about NIL. And I've said this before, and I thought we were behind this. And I thought, really and truthfully, it would be good for Olivia Dunn to be one of the most highly decorated athletes in NIL, being that she's probably the number one overall athlete in the NIL game. If you don't know who Olivia Dunn is, she's a gymnast at LSU. She's been absolutely fantastic. Her social media, I think, she has over 8 million followers. I mean, she's absolutely killing it. And then you got coaches at Stanford, and you got the New York Times and other of these Rudy Poos coming out there writing hit pieces on her, saying some really bad, I say really bad comments, but just saying comments that don't really make a lot of sense. Let me just make my piece with this right here. If you're mad that a college athlete is making money off of their name, image, and likeness, then you have the same right to be mad at the individuals and the people that are your age, my age, other ages that run these businesses and ads for giving that young lady or that young man a contract. It is their money. They can do whatever in the Sam hell they want to do with it. Nobody, nobody dictates to you what you do with your money outside. Like, like, like me and Pooh Bear are on AYS Twitter coming out here saying sources. Jake from State Farm signs new contract extension, four years, $125,000. We're not doing that. But when it comes to sports, when it comes to young black men, young white men, young white women, young black women, minority or not minority, everybody everybody is tied into everybody attacking someone for making money on their name, image, and likeness. And I would say, in my opinion, now my wording or my classification might not be right here, but people in college are looked at in a different light from people in society. Us in the working class view people that are in college in a different light. Oh, they're not grown up yet. They're still learning. And it's that's all true. But what is the problem with them going out there and making money? It's And then you have this Tara Van Dever woman, woman coming out here and saying that it's bad for women's athletics. We need more funding 
for our colleges. Well, Tara, let me just tell you something little. Let me just tell you something that maybe you don't know. Go to Google, who, which, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, was started by a Stanford alum. And in that little Google box, type in this. What is Stanford's endowment? So you're more worried about Olivia Dunn making $2 million a year in NIL money, and you ain't got shit to say about Stanford and that endowment money. Stanford can pay for your new facilities, but you got to go out of your way to attack Olivia Dunn. You can say that I love NIL. I, I think it's great for student athletes to do it, but we got to focus on what is the right thing to do for women's athletics. What she's doing is right for women's athletics. I don't care if, and I know what's going to happen here. Everybody's going to come out and say, Blake, her, that's not what she's saying. Your The comments are wrong. That's not what she means. I know what I'm reading and I know what I'm hearing. I know what I'm hearing. I know what I'm reading from this lady at Stanford. Pooh Bear, do me a favor. What's Stanford's uh, endowment? I would love to know what Stanford endowment is right now. I guarantee you it's in the billions. I guarantee you Stanford's endowment is in the billions. But you attack Olivia Dunn and what she's doing at NIL versus Stanford not giving you money for facilities. It's not her fault. So what Coca-Cola sponsors are? Who gives a damn Rudy Pooh? Makes no sense to me. But I will promise you this as God is my witness in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. If you attack a LSU athlete, I guarantee you on this show, it will not, it will not go unnoticed. It will not go unnoticed. Pooh Bear's got it right here. Let's see what it is. Jesus, sweet mother of God. $36.3 billion is their endowment. Am I reading this right? The value. So let me read this. The value of the university's endowment, which includes approximately 75% of the mergered pool, I guess, as well as other assets such as real estate, was $36.3 billion. Jordan fades back. Swish. And that's the game. Thank you, Pooh Bear. $36 billion, and she's mad about $2 million money, $2 million a year to Olivia Dunn. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, give back your salary. All right. Wusa, remember your pressure points. <laughs> Let's talk some football, but I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, Pooh Bear says, all these NIL crybabies make me miss the old McDonald's bags <laughs> and church offerings. <laughs> I mean, shout out to uh, uh, our good friend uh, over there in Tennessee, the former uh, head coach over there, man. You know, Dabo. Anyway, I I I I'll, be I'll be quiet with that. All right, let's talk a little bit. Of Jeremy Pruitt, yeah. Uh, we'll talk, let's talk a little bit about Arkansas and LSU. Something that was interesting, we'll bring Ty Richardson in here in about five minutes. But when I was listening to Sam Pittman on the SEC teleconference today, I, maybe I'm – so listen, maybe I'm wrong. 
maybe I just don't cover Sam Pittman enough. Maybe I don't know his mannerisms. Maybe I don't know his voice well enough or how he's trying to say things. That's why I'm bringing Ty in here. I texted Ty today after I listened to Sam Pittman. But, man, when he was asked about K.J. Jefferson, he, he sounded like he just lost his best friend. Like, his dog just died. Now, I don't know if K.J. Jefferson is going to play or if he's not going to play. But Sam Pittman did talk about the day that he didn't practice yesterday. Let's find out if he did today. I get that it might be a trap game for LSU, and I get it. But the interesting thing that's coming out of this, this game that LSU fans are now starting to see, which I love all of it, is Brian Kelly came out today and said that the LSU, that like this team wants to go get the boot. Like this is becoming a rivalry game again for them. So for us as fans, we may have looked at Florida. We may look have looked at Alabama. We may have looked at Texas eight and four or four and eight, depending on how they do the season. But I think the players are about to, are wanting to make a statement. Now it's going to be colder than a witch's titty out there. No telling how cold it's going to be out there. But they told Brian Kelly, and I started making phone calls, talked to somebody on staff, a position coach today, who legitimately told me, yes, they want to go get it. Now, if that resembles anything of truth, guys, we got us a little bit of a rivalry game here. We got ourselves a little bit of a game. So the coming out of Alabama week, it's tough. Look, Les Miles was the world's worst. They would play, LSU would play Alabama. The next week, they'd go up to Arkansas and Fayetteville and get their cheeks clapped. Shades of Brett Bielema. Shades. <laughs> well, I was going to say your boy Morris, Chad Morris, but I don't think Chad Morris ever won an SEC game. But regardless, we got those years of... Maybe the Darren McFadden. Like, it, it really feels like that when you talk to Brian Kelly and some of these guys on the team. You listen to player interviews. You listen to what LSU is trying to accomplish. And, guys, quite honestly, if you win, so we'll, we're going to talk about it on the SEC as well, but if you win and Ole Miss loses, you clinch the West. Everything is ahead of you. Now, listen, if there is a banged-up K.J. Jefferson, now I watched that game, the Arkansas game, from start to finish. And I, I will say this as also as God is my witness. I got to get, I got to tip my cat to, to, to KJ Jefferson, man. That is a tough dude. Now, I don't know if his presence in the game is hurting them or not, but it felt like to me that maybe, and they kind of scored a little bit late, but I, I, you know, if he's hurt, is he going to hurt their team? It's an interesting, it's an interesting matchup. LSU's only a three-point favorite. I honestly was shocked, but then again, not shocked on how this game has historically gone. Guys, last year, Arkansas won by three. Arkansas had no business only winning that game by three points. No business whatsoever. LSU comes up to Fayetteville as a three-point favorite. Does history repeat itself in the opposite direction? If there's one thing that I know as probably an absolute fact, whether it be death, taxes, and LSU Arkansas is going to be goofy as hell. 
And usually this time of year for LSU, as you LSU fans well know, as 20 years ago today, the blue the bluegrass miracle happened. Goofy things happen in November for us people here in the boot. So it's going to be really interesting. Okay, let's do this. I'll get to two comments. That's I'll get to two comments, and then we'll get to our good buddy Ty Richardson. I gotta, I gotta admit, guys, he looks like an Adonis with the hair. Like I gotta admit, like we have Wilson Alexander, great hair. Ty Richardson, look, man, Wilson's got some. <laughs> he's got some competition coming out of Fayetteville. All right, but let's get to these two. Dip Ryan or uh, Riven says it's a trophy game, and this team wants to bring that back. Yeah, you get that feeling, man. You get that feeling, which, guys, quite honestly, LSU. It's so weird because Arkansas, this is like their biggest rival. And to us, it was Alabama, but Alabama doesn't consider us their big rival. Pooh Bear, tell me if I'm wrong. He, you're from the state of Alabama. Alabama does not you know, consider LSU as their biggest rival. That's Auburn. I would kind of I if you had to ask me, I kind of want this to get back to relevancy. Let's go get that boot. All right, last one. Uh, Brandon Reese says, score early and often and defense at, uh, get after whatever quarterback it is. Look, I do think that this is a good matchup. So I told you I'll give you a little preview to the keys to victory that we'll have tomorrow. This game really, because Arkansas wants to run the ball so much, this, and we see guys like Harold Parkins from a week ago, like, man, it really, really does – can you really do feel like it's a good matchup for LSU, right? Like, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Pooh Bear says Auburn is the biggest rival on paper, but there's a reason Bama chooses to have their bye week before us every year. It's true. That's true, Pooh. I, I can't. I, I, I can't. You're right. I mean, you're from there. You know. All right, let's get to this break. So my good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS Mortgage are changing lives. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage at Bay. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. 45 seconds. We're back with the best man with the, man, with the best hair in the SEC. That's Ty Richardson. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! I mean, I didn't lie. I mean, look at this Adonis right here. Look at that flow. You blush, man. What's going on? <laughs> I didn't mean to make you blush, but it looks good, brother. Yeah. Hey, skin chopped off before Thanksgiving for the family picks, just out of a courtesy to my my stepmom and my dad. Can I tell you, you know who you look like? 
You remember in the movie Beauty and the Beast when Beast turned back into their normal human being and his hair was like that? That's what my man looks like right here. Just beautiful locks. I got to give it to you. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Ty, I got I to gotta ask you the, the really the biggest question of, that's going to be here all week, or one of. What's up with KJ Jefferson, man? I mean, we were listening to Sam Pittman today on the SEC teleconference. He didn't sound too good about this. Can you give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what's going on here with KJ? On Monday, Blake, he said, <laughs> Lord, my God, uh, he's dealing with something with his clavicle up top. I think I'm pulling at one of the two. I don't know if it's which, if it's his throwing shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder. I there's there's rumors that are floating all across message boards and through the grapevine on how severe it actually is. Coach said it's a bone bruise, and he's gotten it out. You brought up his toughness earlier. This is a tough cookie, and he really wants to play. So if you're Kendall Bryles and Sam Pittman, and he's not 100 percent. But he still wants to play. What do you do? You're kind of, your hands are kind of tied because the kid wants to compete. Now the offense was abysmal this last game, and that went all on KJ. The offensive line didn't do anything. So yes, I think he's going to play on Saturday, Blake, and your listeners. But I also think you're going to see backup quarterback Malik Hornsby, who's from Missouri City, Texas, and played a little bit, not just this season, last season too. Ty, I saw your t- I saw your tweet during the game, and you brought up the question: Do you pull him because he just looks injured? And you were asking a really good question. And it was a question that I had watching the game too. I-, I don't know how to ask this other than I mean, do you- do you pull him or do I mean like do you sit him? I mean like if you're if you're the man right now, what are you doing? I think you have to at some point play Malik Hornsby if, if the offense looks as bad as it did against Liberty. Arkansas didn't allow a point in the second half, and they almost ended up coming back. But I think in this situation with what Jaden Daniels has been doing for the Tigers, their offense is starting to click a little bit. I don't think they're going to be able to score 20-something points and win this game. This game's probably going to be in the 30s. I don't know if it's going to get to the 40s, but I would say the 30s is probably a better guesstimate on our part. If KJ's not moving the football, no disrespect to him because, again, he's gutting it out. I think if you're Coach Pittman and Kendall Bryles, you got to try something else. But the issue is is you don't have a Tyler Wilson as a backup quarterback. Malik Hornsby, while he has some game-changing speed and has made a throw here and there, the offense is not going to look near the same. And I just think that Ojolari and Perkins and the rest of that defense will get to him. And I know – LSU's DBU, I know they lost Ricks to Bama. They don't necessarily have that All-America on the outside, but I think they might get a turnover or two if they force some pressure on either Malik Hornsby or K.J. Jefferson in this game. So if K.J. does have an issue where he's not at full speed, late in the game, obviously getting the ball to your running backs, Rocket Sanders is probably the biggest back in the SEC. Ty, he's having a really good year, I guess, if if – if it is like that and he is out, what what do you think that they have to do offensively to have success to take down the Tigers? Got to block. And in years past against LSU, Arkansas has had some rushing success, and that's spread out over multiple different head coaches for either LSU or Arkansas. Last week, the offensive line was burned all game by Liberty. I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm not talking about Georgia. Talking about the Liberty Flames, an independent school came in here and punked you this past Saturday. 
Now, this would not surprise me at all if Arkansas, even after that performance, had offensive success because this is maybe the flukiest game that Arkansas participates in every single year. Throw the rankings out the window. Throw the the coaches out the window. Throw the players out the window. You never know what's going to happen. You brought up last year. No way that game should have been within three. No games. way. It was. You bring. I can go to 2007. No way Arkansas should win that game. But they did. This game is weird. And it is at home. Arkansas is not going to have a good crowd because it's opening a modern gun season. And he just lost to Liberty. But there is still a deeply rooted pride when LSU comes to town. And hopefully Arkansas shows a little bit of it on Saturday because they didn't show any of it against Liberty. Todd, are you are does what does it make you feel like when you hear Brian Kelly say and some of the players say like, hey, we wanna like don't don't get it twisted. We wanna go get that boot now. Like now, like now it's serious because we, and me and you've talked about this, right? Like you have buddies that are in Baton Rouge. Like there's a difference in a different vibe in Arkansas than there is in Baton in Fayetteville than there is in Baton Rouge. I gotta be honest. When I heard Brian Kelly say that, that like, dude, I got goosebumps now because I remember 2011 when Arkansas goes up 14 and nothing, and Ty Matthew has to return it. I remember the 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 Darren McFadden years. Like it gave me goosebumps. I guess from your point of view, how does it make you feel to know that LSU now is like, all right, now it's getting serious. Now it's time to go. I think it's concerning if you're an Arkansas fan because not only did Alabama lose to LSU and they have that momentum. That when that game moved from the Friday after Thanksgiving, a lot of times LSU season would come to an end because they lose to Bama and wouldn't give a crap about Arkansas. And now you have a coach, at least from the outside looking in, who mentions the importance of this game. This game is always going to mean more to guys in red than it will guys and gals in in purple and yellow. And that's fine because that's how it is in sports. Sometimes rivalries are one sided, or it means more to one. But if you're Brian Kelly. I guarantee you he's talked to Greg and Joe this week because if you watch that video last year, you know who the first one of the boot was? Joe Fouché basically went in head first to get that boot. Now, him and Greg are Louisiana kids, and I'm happy for him because Louisiana is similar to Arkansas. You grow up in that state wanting to play for either Louisiana, and then if you're in state, you want to play for Arkansas. So I bet this game they're telling these guys all week, hey, every single player in Fayetteville, this game is the utmost of the utmost importance to them. And if Brian Kelly's kind of spreading that to his guys, then I don't think LSU's going to walk in here lackadaisical like they have done in years past. Ty Richardson from Ty Sports Radio. You can catch him from 6 to 9 every morning. I, I, I pop in every now and then. I don't say anything. I just sit there and listen. Always fantastic. Don't Everybody from AYS, go in there tomorrow and talk about how bad officiating was last week. See what happens. <laughs> All right. Don't tell them I sent you on by. Any whom. Any whom. Ty, on the flip side of that, on the opposite side of the ball, dude, Drew Sanders has gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Leads the SEC in sacks, 74 tackles. I mean, he is the bright spot, in my opinion, on this defense. I, I, I hate it because of maybe Arkansas is not where they thought they would be the season. But it's not because of him. He's having a fantastic year. He's going to be a game changer on Saturday, in my opinion. I haven't seen Mel Kuyper's board as of late, but he did have him as the number one inside linebacker he projected out of the NFL draft. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Drew skipped whatever bowl game, assuming Arkansas is going to get to play in one, got to get to six wins first. But yeah, Drew's been awesome. And there was a really cool moment earlier in the season when Bama came to town. 
him and Willie Anderson were actually roommates in college. So you got Willie Anderson's family tailgating with Drew's family. There's some fun back and forth there. Drew's been great. He's been a godsend at the linebacker position. Bumper Poole's been dealing with just being injured, hurt, sore. So Drew being there, staying at least from the outside looking in healthy, he's been a big deal. And you also have Newton McArthur, who's leading the Arkansas Razorbacks in interception, former LSU Tiger. Landon Jackson's got a few sacks on the year. So teams, you basically flip, flip-flop. you got two Tigers coming to the Razorbacks and two Razorbacks coming to be Tigers. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of those four guys had a pretty big impact in this game on Saturday. It wouldn't be funny, Todd, like if Fouché made an open field tackle or Brooks and then vice versa, Nudie, you know, gets a fumble or pick. I mean, like, <laughs> I re- it would just be crazy. Like, guys, you played on the opposite sides last year. That that would be absolutely ridiculous. All right, Todd, a couple more for you. A couple more for you because I do want to ask you about the muscle man, Eric Musselman. All right, but if Arkansas pulls it out, they do it because of – what? It's pride. I mean, you got your ass whooped by an independent school last week. And LSU's better in almost every position. You look at the recruiting rankings or just the mock measurables and All-Americans, All-SEC players, future NFL draft picks. Not that Arkansas doesn't have some here and there, but LSU always wins that category. you yeah. got to have some pride. I get a chance to work with Matt Jones now every single day. Everyone remembers what happened in 2002. LSU had a better team that year. Arkansas just beat them head-to-head. You think about, you mentioned the 2011 team that went up 14-0 on LSU. That team, while they tired Matthew, kind of took it over. That team had some pride. They were walking into the number one team in the country. We're not going to get obliterated early on. Now they eventually did. But there, there's been other moments in this this rivalry history where Arkansas has just refused to look at the rankings or the the line or whatever the case may be and said, you know, we're going to go in this football game. I hope that message has gotten across to this team because otherwise LSU is going to boat race them on Saturday. It's not going to be close. How's the weather right there right now? How, how I see that you're outside, so it must not be too bad. It's nice now, but as of Saturday, it could get – I mean, the wind chill is going to be bad, Blake kind of mid-40s, maybe even below 40 at kickoff. It's going to be cold. And I heard Coach Kelly's comments earlier this week about weather. Dude, that was, what, six months ago? I mean, all due respect, but – I agree with this statement. I agree. If your body hasn't gotten acclimated to that in the last week or so, it's going to be a change. And if you go back to that game in 2014 when it was frigid, cold, I think it was under 30 degrees, that game was completely affected by whether Arkansas was ready, LSU was not. Now, it's going to take a lot more than a little cold weather in Fayetteville for Arkansas to win this game on Saturday. But to say that's not going to have somewhat of an impact in this game, I think would also be incorrect as well. I agree with you, Ty. Like, I don't, that's why I keep asking about it and no, everybody keeps calling me crazy, but it's a thing. You sit in a duck blind long enough in your life, you're going to know that the weather, <laughs> you know, the weather's going to affect you. All right. I got to ask you this the muscle man, number one recruiting class in the country. They're about to st- – look, LSU kicks off basketball here tonight. But, Ty, i got to be honest, we don't do our projections in basketball, but we kind of just throw it out there here on the show. I'm picking I'm picking Arkansas to win the SEC. Am I going crazy? Are they going to be that good? Because I think that they are. It's all contingent upon when Nick Smith returns. Coach was asked about him today, 
and still didn't update on his timeline day to day, the classic coach response, which I'm not knocking him for that. That's just what you say in this situation. If he is back within a reasonable time or early part of conference play, then I wouldn't say that's an egregious take. But if it's a while or somehow in the worst of the worst, he doesn't play this season, they're not going to win the SEC. He is Fair. the gas that makes the engine go. Arkansas has not had this good of a player from a recruiting standpoint since Corliss Williamson, the big nasty. And we know how much fun those games were back in the 90s between LSU and Arkansas. So that is that entire statement is predicated on if he plays or not. What is what is his injury uh, for some that may not know? Do we really even know? You ready for this one? Right knee management. If I had to guess. Got like a, have, he's got like a meniscus or something? Yes, yeah, something. I mean, they, they're having figured out the severity of the injury. They're still trying to work through it. They don't want people to freak out. I don't know. I'm not in the building. I just know when there's when a statement from the University of Arkansas or any institution says no timetable on his or her return, that worries the crap out of me. And, again, this is the number – one player in the country that you somehow, some way convinced to stay in Arkansas. He wants to win a national championship for his Razorbacks, a team he grew up supporting. It'd be a shame if he wasn't able to at least give a run at that. Justice for Juicy. Here comes Justin, uh, Juicy, uh, Justice Williams. That's all I know. Uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about Justice Hill, right? Justice Hill. What did I call him? Justice Williams? Yeah, I mean, Justice Hill. I was so excited yeah. to get Justice for Juicy out there. I mispronounced his name. You're good. He's a former Little Rock Christian warrior where I went to school. Uh, he won us a state championship in football. This guy's just a dude. Oh, uh, I didn't know y'all went to school together. He is, what is he, how many years younger than me? Seven. Okay. Seven. I have a lot of respect for Justice Hill. His father, Fitz, uh, we know is the, the brother of Madre Hill and uh, also spent some time in the coaching ranks as well. Uh, Justice is an incredible athlete. I wish nothing but the best for him, except when he plays Arkansas. I hope he has a bad game. <laughs> I think that's the fairest mm -hmm. statement I can make in regards to what I assume is going to be y'all starting point guard, correct? Uh, yeah, and we're going to okay. see – I think we'll see a lot of him tonight as they, they tip it off here at 7. That's what I okay. that's, that's what I think. All right, Ty, it's going to be fun. When are you coming back to Baton Rouge? That's a great question. So the bummer – is Arkansas plays LSU in baseball at Alex Box the weekend of the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. So if the Razorbacks are in it, then I will be in Kansas City or Louisville or New York or wherever the other site is. If they're not, they get bounced or if they, God forbid, don't make the tournament, then I will absolutely pencil me in. Baton Rouge, Alex Vox, hadn't been there since 2020 with COVID. Team wasn't any good. That was Maneri's last year. That team was dreadful. dreadful. Jones got some players this year. I mean, I, I swear, every time I looked up, LSU plucked some dude out of the portal, and I was just sitting there like, shit. <laughs> like, I was like, hey, and listen, listen. This Paul Skeens kid, the kid from Air Force, oh, good uh -huh. Lord. Good Lord. Ty, he's gonna he's gonna get he would go first round as a pitcher. He'd also go first round as a DH or a hitter. Jeez. Like it's well, it's that insane. Man, the thing about the Razorbacks this year, and they haven't had one of these teams in a minute, 
their strength is going to be pitching. They return virtually all of their pitching staff, their main key cogs from last year. And the hitting still going to be a question mark, I think, at points in the fielding. Because you had Robert Moore and Jalen Battles up the middle. That was the best middle infield in baseball. But this might be, according to Aaron Fitt of D1 Baseball, the best pitching staff in baseball. So that's going to be what LSU is going to have to counter when we get to hopefully go to Baton Rouge. I, I kind of – I was looking at the schedule. I was like, I don't want them not to make the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. But at the same time, <laughs> there is a consolation prize of going back to what is the best city in Louisiana over New Orleans. I said this every time I'm on your program. Don't disagree. I, you saw the rankings. Baton Rouge outside – and Fayetteville is always going to be near and dear to my heart. I got Baton Rouge as the number one college town that I've been to of any SEC institution. Yeah, you do. It, it's one. Athens is at two. I got to go back and look at my list. But I just always have so much fun when I when I go there. And I'm still of the age where I can kind of look like a college kid and go to Fred's. <laughs> I-Bars I is one of my favorite bars in all the country. And it is just a magnificent place. And I can't wait to hopefully be back there at some point, if not for the baseball, maybe just for a, a summer night or a maybe just a game in Baton Rouge. Heck, I'll, I'll, I'll come to Baton Rouge for a football game next year. Still haven't done that yet. Hot tails on me, baby. That's what I know. Oh, gosh, I was hung over that morning, Blake. Let's not My get goodness. let's not get into that story. Let's not let's make let's make you look like the great man that you are. Let's not Leave it there. Oh God, it's Good. so great though. Uh, all right, all right. That is Ty Richardson, Ty Sports Radio. Ty, tell everybody where they can catch all your good stuff. Yeah, on Twitter at Ty Sports Radio. Really appreciate Blake having me on. Uh, the Morning Rush airs weekdays every morning from six to nine a.m. And you just heard. I mean, I I really enjoy LSU fans. Some Arkansas fans hate LSU. I just said Baton Rouge is my favorite college town. I don't have this. I hate Texas A&M. That's the the fan base. Who the have you ever met anybody that really likes A&M outside of A&M? No, they just have so many kooky and weird traditions that it's hard to yeah like, acquiesce that. LSU, it's like what happens in Baton Rouge. What I've been told now after losses, I know everyone's ticked and throwing whiskey bottles and whatever. But what what seems to me with LSU fans is they might. When they see your Razorback Red, they might initially go, God, mate, and they do that. And then they're like, hey, what kind of food and beer do you want? And you're like, oh, okay, I thought I was about to get my ass kicked. Oh, no. Off of me stuff. And I, I, it's very intense. There's not a better college atmosphere in the country than Death Valley and Baton Rouge on a Saturday night, i.e. what just happened with Alabama coming to town. But I, I enjoy interacting with LSU fans. Can't say the same about Texas A&M. Yeah, I mean – I've never met a Texas A&M person I like. I'm just being honest. <laughs> Not one. All right, I'm getting you out of here, buddy. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy. All right, that's Ty Richardson. Ty Sports Radio. Um, always amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we went to Hook, hook Tails, Hot Tails, Hot Tails, and out there in Prairie, the Prairieville area. Absolutely fantastic. Bayou Bingo 84 says, I thought Blake was supposed to shave. We're doing it. We're doing the video Friday. I just can't do it in the studio. So you were going to be doing it Friday. Uh, how long has it been? How long has what been? That I've shaved my beard? Probably seven years. Probably seven years. Terrell Grimsley says, got to meet Pooh Bear as I was walking off the field Saturday. Shout out to him. He's a down-to-earth dude. Yeah, Pooh Bear, would, Pooh Bear came over to the house and said he met a couple people. Um, so, yeah, there you go, Pooh Bear. His name's Terrell Grimsley. 
Pooh Bear and them will be live tonight and I think tomorrow as well. Go give them a go give them a listen. Andrew Paul Martin says, I'd love to hear Ty loves Ivers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ty's a good dude, man. All right. Let's do this. Let's get to our last break. We'll talk maybe some legacy, not legacy. What do you call that? Some predictions from LSU basketball and maybe why I think Dennis Allen needs to be fired. But let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. We return in 45 seconds to close it out. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, hold on. Brandon Graziano with the comment of the year. Man, don't shave that shit until after the season. It's giving us luck right now. Hell yeah, Brandon. Tell him. Hell yeah. Brandon said I shouldn't shave it. That's all that I know. Uh, Does everybody agree with Brandon here? It's giving LSU luck. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to save on uh, uh, the last little hope that I have. Uh, John Sibley Butler says, no one from Franklin has to shave their beard. Just tell him you won't do it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, Clyde says, I agree. Don't shave the beard. Okay. Lucy B says, shave it. My mom says, shave it. Megan, do I need to shave my beard? She says no. Brian Fontenot says no. Don't sh- yeah. Don't shave it. Okay, Pooh Bear. They're saving my life. They're saving my life. Pooh Bear, you got it. As God is my witness. Hey, so you said you were going to shave it. You didn't say how much. I mean, technically, if you trim it down, that's a shave. Okay, so I'm not going crazy here. I'm not like, look, here's my hands. I'm not making this up. Okay, you're right. They said I could shave it. They didn't say how much. Okay. There you go. All right. Rant Ryan Amanda Gidry says, don't shave it. Pooh Bear. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, you have no idea how much this means to me. LSU through and through says, in the beard we trust. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to cry. Oh, <sighs> Oh, God, this is like winning a national fucking title. <laughs> and I shouldn't curse. Sorry to everybody on the radio. <laughs> they already told me to stop doing it. And they're going to fire me. Oh. Uh, Stephen Young says, if you, sh- if you shave it, Arkansas is a trap game. Okay. All right. Well, you saved me. All right. Let's end it here. Look, I don't know, guys, how I feel about this game so far. Um, in reference to, in reference to, 
or this game this season i i really don't know what to make the, of the matt mcmahon era like i i legitimately legitimately don't um i want them to just go out there and be competitive maybe win a couple games you're not supposed to like i don't know how you guys feel but for me for me i i'm to the point right now where i'm just kind of like yeah if we if we do good we do good if we don't we don't like i want them to succeed i want them to win but I got to be honest, I don't know what to really expect and what is truly, like, what is truly the the expectations that I'm supposed to put on Matt McMahon in, this, in, in year one. He's got a seven-year contract. Go out there and win tonight. But I will tell you this. If Matt McMahon has more success than Will Wade does... A lot, of, a lot of heads are going to roll on Twitter. I promise you that. Brian Gidry says, a great show as always. Uh, Rick says, man, Pooh Bear, like an expensive attorney, finding those loopholes. I mean, listen. Listen, I will, I will trim this sucker right now, but you guys are saving me. All right, last thing when we're getting out of the show. Um, look, we don't talk a lot of saints on this podcast. We don't talk a lot of saints on this show. But I got to admit this. I am a big Saints fan. I love the Saints. My wife, Megan, and I have season tickets on the 50-yard line. I mean, we, I mean, we really enjoy going to Saints games and love watching the Saints. But I promise you this. I don't know how y'all feel, but Dennis Allen is not the dude that we need leading this team. And, and you know how – if you've listened to this show long enough, you know – that I don't like calling for heads. And I hope that I'm wrong here. Like, I hope in three years, Dennis Allen's still a head coach, and I was dead wrong on this. I hope that I am dead ass wrong on this. But the truth of it, the truth of it is Dennis Allen has never had success as a head coach. He's 11-34 and 34 as a head coach. Guys, it's 32% winning percentage. And people keep asking me why I'm wrong, like or why I'm worrying, not wrong, why I'm worrying about him, because he's never had moderate success. He's never had success as a head coach wherever he's been. Guys, you sit three and six right now. I don't want to be the Aints. I want to be the Saints. So for whatever it's worth, whether you got to fire Pete Carmichael you got to wipe the entire staff out and let just do what you need to do to win. Do it. They don't have a franchise quarterback. They don't have a first-round pick. It's not looking good in New Orleans. I I am not a Dennis Allen support. I, I won't say supporter. I'm not a believer. He's going to have to make me a believer until I just got to see it, guys. I got to see it. Till then, Pooh Bear, I'm bringing you up. They said I don't have to shave it. They said I just got to trim it. I lucked out, man. I really lucked out. God, God's good. God is good. Um, I'll just say you're a fool to even put that on the table. I would never. Now, if you had to ask for one of my kids, mm, yeah, maybe here you go. Yeah, you but, would nah. sacrifice Dil Dylan, your son. No, I wouldn't sacrifice Dylan. Now, them, them teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hey. Oh, <laughs> Listen, God. I'm going to sacrifice the most expensive ones. And yeah. Okay. Well, they say I could trim it. So that, that's good enough. We'll do that. All right. Until then, Pooh Bear, we're out of here. 
We'll see y'all tomorrow. You got a show right now at 7? 8.15. 8.15. Okay, 8.15. HBCU hour, correct? That is correct. We will be joined by Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. He's going to help us break down why uh, – Deion Sanders is going to Auburn? Yes. No. Uh, he's going to <laughs> – <laughs> But he'll, he'll be able to explain more about – because people were asking about uh, why Jackson State doesn't play in the playoffs or why FBS, you know, why not jump, make the jump to FBS or, you know, so all that uh, make a little bit more sense. Sounds good. Y'all go watch it out. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.